darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping, and the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. I hate the beach. All right, welcome to episode thirty of Fast and Loose. Uh, it's it's your host Sasha and your name's John. John, uh, and wow, John. and we have a special guest, uh, <laughs> Stephen Finley, the and one and only unknowable. It's not true. Rocking and rolling already, <laughs> out the oh, gate. I uh, just always wondered what went on in here. So Absolutely here it is. Nothing. What do you mean you're always pounding on the glass from the outside? Uh, well, at Bandit we only have three. <laughs> three rooms where we can do meetings so i'm usually wondering why you guys are in here for three hours <laughs> so i can stop taking my calls in the storage closet <laughs> maybe but you'd know if you listen to the podcast that's true right. that's true All you right. sasha outed me i have yet to listen to one minute of this podcast one. but you don't want to listen to uh, i get enough rossi. of you and rossi talking in a room but <laughs> that is fair. That's and fair. I just yeah. I feel I feel bad for Sasha when she's in here. So yeah. you know it's nice. No need to relive. Small doses is great. Yeah. <laughs> we miss I miss Rossi. I miss him too. Oh man, it's been one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rossi's and overseas. He's across the pond. Across the pond. Is that how it works? Essex, yeah. Sussex, one of the <laughs> one X's. of the X's. Yeah, Houshenshire, Schlosshire, and Delancey, Essex, and Delancey. No, I, I mean, might as well be <laughs> honestly. Okay. So, what uh, Steve, how are today's you? topic? It's Mr. Finley. <laughs> oh, I'm the topic? Uh, you, you, you are the topic. Do you prefer being goated. called Steve Finley, coach, or... <laughs> God, Sasha. Hey. Um, what do I prefer to be you, called? Yeah. Uh, you I, probably respond to it all. Yeah, I prefer silence. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Same. Uh, I don't know. Depends on the context. When people DM Brooklyn Track Club yeah. about joining or whatever or picking up their singlet, are you the person who's responding to them? Um, if someone responds to them, it is <laughs> it's either myself or or our beautiful, lovely art director JD who helps run our Instagram. Oh, cool! I didn't know we had an art director. Well, newly appointed. Oh, wow. uh, occasionally. Coach Woods has access to ah. uh, the Instagram, but on a ro- on a rolling basis, we revoke that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she is actually one of my favorite people on Instagram. She does a good job. Yeah, she's awesome. She highlights all of the runners and friends. Yeah, and and pets very and important. And on toast, very important toast. Very important. Love toast. Big how's, toast. Fan. How's a uh, Brooklyn Track Club life? Uh, how's that been going? Uh, it's good. It's good. Keeps uh, keeps me on my toes. <laughs> We've got a lot of uh, mem- have, uh, members. Fifteen hundred members <laughs> now, no, or no, what's maybe. what's the capacity? It's between zero and fifteen hundred. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're lucky to have a lot of great people. Uh, we've got a new list of captains and some new coaches and is new this, staff members. And is this the first time in Brooklyn Track Club history that you have captains? No, it's not. It's just I think. Uh, we've had them for years, but the 
responsibilities, roles and responsibilities of the captains has, has never really been clear. Right. Mm. Um, when we started as a small group, it was uh, our captains were essentially leaders who were mostly in charge of just making sure people felt seen and acknowledged when they came to practice or people that were leading by example with within sessions or at races and now um as the organi- organization has expanded we we uh we need a little bit more clarity on what everybody's up to and what they have going there's on. there's so many people on a tuesday night yeah the pace groups are in they're huge uh, oh yeah we we have uh which is good and bad. I think we've right. we've found a balance. The people that are willing to come and embrace the chaos come and embrace the chaos, and the ones who are not interested, um, they find one of the other 123 hours of the week to work out or whatever it is. Because <laughs> um, we're only there. Well, I guess we're there in the mornings too. But yeah, we're we're lucky to have a great group that comes out and enjoys like this both the social and the and the workout for about 75 minutes mm. every Tuesday. If you build it, they will come, uh, as a great Kevin Costner once said. Field of dreams. Wow. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. I'm big I wasn't even born when that movie came out, so. I wow. wasn't going to say it. Thanks for clearing that up. You know, I'm just a, a movie buff. You know me. Yeah, I think I had two copies, VHS. Do you remember <laughs> what that stands VHS. for? VHS. Yeah. I want to shoot our next campaign on VHS, see how it goes. Uh, somebody, I'm sure somebody's shooting on VHS. Yeah. 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 I'm more That's of a Super good. 8 guy myself. <laughs> oh steve so uh what's next on the travel schedule where, where are you off to next you and i are off to well come portland on. oregon I, you broke the fifth wall i was trying to ask the question to coast the we are joining the uh lost boys team to attempt to break their own record in the mixed gender hood to coast 12 person relay Mm. Uh, yeah. That runs just under 200 miles from Mount Hood, Timberline Lodge to Seaside, Oregon, through Portland, along the beautiful Columbia River, and over the hills and through the woods. <laughs> I need to start training. Yes, you do. You you did you did a fast run a while back. <laughs> Have you ever been on a team where you weren't driving, Finley? Uh, no. Uh, 2016 maybe. Okay. I think I've driven every year even the even the ones i've run oh wow uh it just it gives you something to do i'm i'm not exactly like i don't really fold up in the back of minivans well yeah so <laughs> it's better to have be in the driver's seat in my opinion than than uh uh you know get a little bit of leg in extension there wow look at that guy uh, <laughs> for the people at home i'm How'd showing you find that so fast oh yeah oh, i'm i am just been sitting on steve finley's instagram right Wizard. now <laughs> um <laughs> i hate you so much <laughs> <laughs> um i'll link it in the bio or wherever the you show guys notes. can find this awesome <laughs> picture of steve on top of mount hood really ripping this really yeah. ripping it's good first leg don't recommend downhill. No, I I'm not doing it. If any team captain puts you on the first leg, it means that they think that you are the most um, the expendable person oh. on the oh, team. Oh no! <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. Who chooses? So you guys are all on a team. Tim mm-hmm. Rossi is he choosing the legs? Or Let, let's run through the. I, I don't think this is proprietary information, right? What the the roster? Uh, you'd have to ask. Oh. You'd have to ask Tim. I I I just work here. This is coming out uh, tomorrow, so if you don't have your team set, well, you're probably not running this. So it's me, Tim, Leanne, Clay Bo- 
Clay Blows. Blows. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Aaron Jascott, Eric Van Ingen, who I've known of Eric Van Ingen for about 15 years. Never met the guy, so really excited about oh, it. Oh, that's cool. Ellen Flood, Huma, is crewing. Christina oh, yeah. Henderson, my fellow Texas Longhorn. Steve Finley crewing. Andy Kent, Danny Aragon, Karen. Can't even pronounce this last name. Just a Karen. <laughs> Just a, a Karen. We'll see how that plays out in the uh, in the deep woods. Every of team has one. <laughs> and uh, and Liam D. I'm excited for this team. I haven't met anybody really. I know Leanne. I know Liam D. And the people at home, I bet, don't know anybody. So yeah. follow along. Uh, <laughs> you'll be able to check out their profiles. And uh, trust me when I say I can vouch for half of this group. So. Works the other half for, liabilities, but yeah, yeah, that'd be good. It will be uh, sufficiently lost, as Tim uh, hopes. Sufficiently it to be. lost. <laughs> two cars, one car, two cars. I believe we have two vans this year, and oh, I, I think so. that they're sprinter vans. Oh, nice. So, so in if you've if you're new to Hood to Coast, uh, there's there's two vans, six people in each van, so twelve people on a team, and the vans rotate um, every like three or four hours depending on the pace that you're running um and it oh, that's actually a long time yeah it is, is that designated by the race or by you guys by the race so there's uh okay. i don't know what it is 36 segments okay so everyone runs once and then you have a couple bra- hour break and then everybody runs again and then same thing so van one starts the race van two comes in after about three hours mm-hmm. and then Van one will finish about three or four hours early, and Van two will come to the finish line uh, mm. together. Oh, so eat everybody. Wait, I'm confused. So Van one's <laughs> just going to be basically sitting. So once, at the finish line? yeah, once Van one is done, <clears throat> then they're done running. Yeah, it's an interesting relay race because yeah. you you don't because there's two vans and because it's broken up the way it is by the race. You don't get to spend as much time with the people in the second van or the first van whatever van you're not in you don't get to see them too much you see them at the start you see them at the finish and you see them at the exchange zones which end up being a really nice team moment um you know where it's like 3 a.m and you're Mm -hmm. all tired and everybody's like saying what's up in the middle of a field yeah in in oregon yes um and then you know you get to the finish line and you kind of get to revel in that shared experience even though it was only partially shared um but you know everybody, everybody's in it together. Everybody's slapping hands on the exchanges, and um, you know everybody has helped to get everybody to the finish line. So it's, do you have to physically carry something on your person? The one person you get running? a slap band. So there's like uh, if you guys remember from like that makes the nineties, so mm-hmm. where you like slap a, a yes, something yes. on your wrist and it wraps. Yes, so you good. you get to run with a slap band, um, and so, and that's the one thing that travels through the group the entire way. It's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Remember when we had to carry a oh. a tracking device that didn't work half the time? I don't remember, but I did. <laughs> I did watch it. I did watch it take place a lot. Yeah. It was just so um, cumbersome to carry. Well, some races, uh, <laughs> some relay races Say have it. things more buttoned up than others. Arguably, I mean, they needed to track us. They wanted to know where yeah. we were. Year one had to coast. They were probably carrying like a tomahawk or. <laughs> <laughs> that's good tomahawk okay steve who's your favorite person in the office Oof. Uh, go now my favorite person in the office what oh man that's that's an impossible question there's okay, so who's many your least favorite person in the office um 
Oh, man. That's also a difficult question to answer. My least favorite person in the office. Probably changes on a weekly basis. It definitely changes. It's usually Rossi. Least oh. and favorite. I because I, 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 I got away with one then. I thought it was going to be me. You? No. Yeah. You're, you are, you are a, the bright spot of my day. <laughs> <laughs> because you know why, John? Because you are a witness to every time I'm confused or frustrated about the words coming out of Rossi's mouth or, or Joe's mouth. So I get to, so now that you exist, which is you know relatively new. Thank yeah. you for coming. Uh, thank I get you to for I get me. to look at them, listen to them speak to me, and then I get to actually look over at the audience, which is you, and say, "Are you hearing what <laughs> Are you I'm just hearing?" Perplexed <laughs> because I'm confused. Generally, I am because it used to just be me in a room thinking to myself, "What the? <laughs> what are they talking about?" <laughs> and it would be hours upon hours upon hours. And now I at least have the comic relief of being like, yeah, John. That's good. I'm glad I can just blink twice if you know that this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I, then I start blinking yeah. uncontrollably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no, I, I would say, yeah, my least favorite per- person in the office is probably Rossi on a day to day basis. Uh, and, it's, and it's only because I know him so well right. that uh, when he just irritates me. When did you guys first meet? Uh, we met in the basement of the Flatiron Nike store ah. in early 2015. Okay. And uh, it was around the same time as the formation of Lost Boys, actually. And uh, yeah, it was him and Jeremy Mulvey. I walked down the stairs, and there they were, there smiling and waving. Young guns. At each other. Young guns, yeah. In the early 20s. Yeah. Yeah, like 21, 22, maybe. Damn. And uh, little did I know that... All the adventures we'd get to go on. That's good. But now Jeremy lives on Long Island, and uh, you know I see Tim ten hours a day. So, oh, I didn't. Jokes know on that me. Jeremy lived in Long Island. Did uh, he move there? He fell in love. You know, it's a, oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. A true Staten Island love story, right? Born okay. and raised Staten Island. Met this wonderful uh, girl, Wendy, who we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a lost boy, so it only made sense that he's dating somebody named Wendy. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, Wendy was from Queens, I think. Anyways, they they got to a point where you know it just makes sense. Girl from Queens, guy from Long I- or uh, Staten Island. There we go. Going to move move out to Long Island. That's get a, the natural get a nice apartment. I, I don't love commute into the city. Neither do I. But it's an interesting place. I I don't pretend to understand the cultural uh, norms of the five boroughs and like where people move to next. You know, like yeah. what's the right. evolution of of life in the surrounding. New York City area. When you moved here, you lived in Manhattan. No, I moved uh, moved into a tiny bedroom in Dumbo. Ah. And uh, I got a really good rent deal, and I stayed in that building for seven or eight years. Wow. And that was before Dumbo was now happening. Disney World. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and then I talked to people like Coffee. Um, Coffee for everybody that doesn't know, Lululemon ambassador, former Nike guy, the absolute best. Yes. Uh, run to protest, all these other amazing things. But Coffee's lived in the city for like 28, 30 years, something like that. So yeah. he would he would always laugh and be like, "Man, Dumbo used to just be nothing. There's just like empty warehouses and it's buildings." Like, and there's a little corner dead. of it that's very industrial still. Yeah, Vinegar Hill is still yeah. very industrial, and it's tucked in. And that's that's where that's where I lived. I was right on golden water street there oh yeah or bridge and water street um beautiful little neighborhood 
there's only like 38 buildings in that neighborhood so mm. it's, it's like kind of protected against growth but and the, now the one bedroom that you rented at that time is probably four thousand dollars it's so yeah my, my <laughs> rent the reason i moved out was because my rent went from 2700 to 5400 2700 dollars for a place in dumba yeah well, with mean, parking dude. john with parking wow i made such yeah. a bad decision there was an, there was an older italian guy that um i didn't know him when i moved in the building but i got to know him and he kept my rent the same it was a two-bedroom for 2700 what with parking yeah yeah. That's Whoa. absurd yeah, and so cool. But uh, then it went up to 54 and parking went up to 600 a month and that was it for me. So Wow. I, I don't know who makes that much money to <laughs> to afford that type of stuff. But Or like why rent? You should just pay a mortgage. Yeah, Anyways. move to move to move yeah. 100 miles from the city and buy a house for $120,000. So and now you are in Brooklyn still? Not that people uh, I live that. in Prospect Heights. You can find me on the corner of Washington and St. John's on most days. The laundromat oh. there on Saturdays or uh <laughs> there's a bodega on the corner called Brooklyn Market. Um if you stand there for probably over 10 hours, I'll, you'll probably see me at least once. <laughs> Is that your your grocery store slash pharmacy slash uh walk over to everything. the brooklyn co-op it's the one like no you do not yeah it's the you one it's the one like eugene oregon like holdover don't you have thing to serve I, a shift there in order to shop there? yeah yeah you have when, to work so for, when can we for, go find you in your shift uh, uh, i'm not i'm not telling but yeah you'll find me counting beans and rice there uh <laughs> usually the saturday nights between eight and ten so i try to go when when no one else is shopping and if i do see you there there's an understanding that we're both gonna just not talk about it what are what's your uh what are you getting at the bodega oh good question uh depends sometimes i'll get like sausage egg and cheese on a roll mm -hmm. um my dad owned a bagel shop which oh. not a lot of people know cool didn't know uh, about that. so also depending on i won't get bagels at the bodega but um usually i'll be over at the bagel shop but um sausage egg and cheese uh i will get uh they have a great orzo salad Huh. Big fan. Okay. Pre-made? Uh, sometimes it's pre-made. They also, uh, if you can catch it on the right time, they make everything Sunday afternoon, so you can actually ah. like, get bigger tubs of it. Um, not that I only eat or so salad, but <laughs> <laughs> once a month or so, I'll I'll grab one. And uh, they do a bunch of different variations of chicken there. So some of it's pre-made again, but they also do like chicken sandwiches and mm -hmm. some other stuff. But that's typically what I'll do Okay. at, at that bodega. Um They've got a lot of like other crap in the store. So, uh, what's your bagel order slash favorite bagel place in? Oh, the city. Yeah, yeah. Russ and Daughters. Really? Yeah. I've uh, never been there, but that's a pretty obvious answer. Yeah, but Russ and Daughters. Uh, when I moved to the city, I spent a tremendous amount of time in the Lower East Side because that's where my job was located. Okay. So I would occasionally treat myself when I wasn't buying dollar sliced pizza to uh, Russ and Daughters. And they actually have just the best ingredients and, yeah. and I think some of the best bagels that you can find in the city. They're, they're on the smaller side and they're definitely more expensive, but uh, they just do a really good job across the board. And especially with locks and the different uh, variations of pretty much everything. They've got uh, fresh ingredients. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Are you Building getting... 77 in the Navy Yard is, uh, there's a Russ and Daughters like kiosk. There. Oh, yeah. I go in there to use the bathroom and drink water. Yep. It's a great spot. <laughs> ah. It's very specific. We make, it, uh, we make it our water stop on long runs sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Oh wow. Okay. Good but to know. Vanderbilt and Flushing, yeah. or excuse, yeah, Vanderbilt yeah, and Flushing. Yeah. Um, stop Abra- by. So is it like a? I when I walk by Russ and Daughters, there's normally a line. Yeah, it's you know it's funny. It's like a hometown barbecue or Russ yeah. and Daughters. There's I I used to spend a lot of time in restaurants, um, which is a different story and topic. But uh, there, and I'm not accusing anybody of this, but there is this, there is this like, uh, thing in the restaurant industry where some owners and stores employ it, which is essentially they have their staff move just slow enough that a line a line forms. Oh yeah, and it creates the like. Uh, illusion illusion of demand and and it makes people kind of stand there and take in the smells and kind of experience of the store Mm -hmm. uh which uh, you know some people some uh consumer psychologists believe is uh good good for brand building so if you go to red hook uh my favorite barbecue place in the city hometown barbecue you'll you'll always stand in line for about 20 minutes and maybe it's my only place because you have to stand in line for 20 minutes. So maybe the joke's on me again. Here. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing, Russ and Daughters could be my favorite place because I have to stand in line. I hate lines, but I, I do occasionally I stand lines. in line for those two things. All right. I'll stand in line for Russ and Daughters. Yeah. Cat's Deli is another good example. There we go. If we went there on Friday morning-ish. Yeah, line? No line. No line. We mm. we go on like off peak hours. Yeah, that's that's the key. That's yeah. The key. When so was like, when was this off peak hours? This was like twelve a.m. on Friday, or I guess technically not like Saturday. midnight. Yeah, like twelve, twelve thirty. Yeah, if you go after eleven, oof, and it's open till four, it's, or it's it open, used to be open. I think till it's four. open twenty four hours. Oh really? Damn. We looked at the time. But oh maybe it yeah. was popping in there for sure, but we waited not more than five minutes. Nice. Cat's Deli's so cool. Um. Just a side note on Cat's Deli. Uh, when it. I were I worked in beer for a long time, but we oh, used yeah. to I used to sell them beer. If you go downstairs, there's probably sixty lockers, mm-hmm. like like lockers you'd have in big ones, but like lockers you'd have in college or something, or like in high school on a sports team. And um, inside each locker, because they have so much uh, loyalty with their employees oh. over the course of like lives and generations. Each locker has the name of every person that had that locker before. Wow. Well, and Cat's Deli's been open since, like, I, I want to say, like, 1888 yeah, or def- something. Yeah, I definitely so saw crazy. it. Like, almost as long as the Brooklyn Bridge has been built, right? And you can go down. Well, you can't go downstairs. But if you ever get a chance to go downstairs, they have those lockers lined up. And you can actually look back into the early 1900s of, like, who wow. had my locker. And what's cool about it is Whoa. there's dates. So you can actually see that somebody's had a locker for, they, like, had it for 20 years. Right. You know, and like they worked there for 20 years and wow. they have like such a great, I don't know what the exact like um, benefits are, but they're compounding over time and they really take good care of their employees. They do. It's oh. like a big, big family business. Um, they do seem to like have, so they work like a well-oiled machine in there, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and and everyone is seemingly happy to be there. Yeah, I think they're, you get like the full New York experience of like kind of slight neglect and disrespect, mm-hmm. but efficiency mm-hmm. and like a smile and a joke. And they like let you taste things, but they're like pretty mean and like dismissive mm-hmm. about it. So I like the samples. Yeah, it's like it's like respectful in a way that's like 
you know, just enough of, of that flavor of like. They also move at a pace where you're like, it is efficient. Yeah. But you're like, oh, when they have to leave the station, I'm like, oh, they're going to take their time right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Getting from one side yeah. of the, the counter to the other. I, there's something to be said about watching, you know, these guys just wrap up like bags of pickles for like a, oh minute, a minute straight. And you're like, yeah. you know, but it's the same thing. You know, it's an experience. It's not just like uh, fast food or something. It's like you're actually going to go and. No, I mean they're, have that they're full food carving experience. this meat too, which is yeah, hard yeah. to do. Yeah. And Are you a Reuben or a pastrami man? Uh, I do. I do the mix. I want to mm. say it's it's pastrami. Oh, man, what is it? It's it's oh, it's corned beef and pastrami. Mm. You can mix them. So you can ask for a half and half. Oh. Um, and they'll it's like twenty four bucks or so. It's it, but you get like a pound and a half of, of so like much meat, meat. and. Uh, it's on the menu. It's kind of buried up top, but you can kind of look up at the board, and it's it's called a half and half. But highly recommend if you like corned beef and oh yeah and pastrami. I, like beef. I got a half of a sandwich and a matzo ball soup, and their matzo ball soup is delicious. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. Really salty and yeah, incredible. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> on the beer side. They're like Brooklyn Brewery's number one I- IPA account. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Oh, I can't get into it today. I, have to, <laughs> yeah. I actually have to go and meet somebody for legal reasons. I know. I'm sorry. Um, well, it's been lovely to join you guys for a period of time. All right, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for I appreciate it. Chat. I think yeah. we should go on a, a food tour and take the mics with us. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Maybe they'll let us live podcast somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll have plenty of time to talk. If we're standing in line at all my favorite places. So. <laughs> uh, we love lines. We can compile a list. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you can catch Steve at your next uh, running event. Or, <laughs> or at Russ and Daughters. Russ and Daughters. Or, or at the Bodega. Bodega. Or uh, Washington and St. John's. There you go. Or some weird underground something. The dude's on Or driving a car for Hood to Coast. Yep. Or in Copenhagen or in Berlin. Are you going to Copenhagen? <laughs> yeah, I'm racing. The half? We have a $5,000 bet on Wait. this race. No, we don't. You are? I don't have that much money. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. You don't Who have that much money. else is going to Copenhagen? <laughs> Joe Holder. My guy. ESP and the Ocho Systems. Hell yeah. Uh, is he also racing? He is also do racing. Do you guys race each other? or are you We racing? do not race each other. We okay. we race ad- adjacent to each other. Yes. I think, um, yes, we. I, I can't remember the last race that we did together. I think it was the midnight half. Yes, the midnight half. I follow you. We stopped for closely. watermelon juice in Soho <laughs> at, at Jack's wife, Frida. Oh, my God. And I'm standing in the middle did. of Lafayette going, what are you doing? Um, we had a, we had a good time. That was yeah. We uh, he technically won, but I was eating a piece of pizza when we went through the finish line. So oh yeah, rip. I remember that shot. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll s- we're not racing, but we'll see who wins. Well, I'll be in Copenhagen. I'll follow your long. Let's your go. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Steve. Thanks for your insight. Thank you. <laughs> Make sure you edit all that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and next we got <laughs> we should just have it be the hot chair tim tim looks terrified tim west he bandit was just canceled into oblivion in his mind <laughs> he knows Sorry. nothing oh man that's good that's good i kind of want to like put an ad in here you know you should like it's a good time to put an ad for russ and daughters <laughs> let's see chat chat gpt Russ and Daughters ad.
That was fun. I think that we should do um we should do hot seat more often. I I agree. And I think that was a perfect amount of time. Yeah, 100%. Am I still recording? I'm still recording. Are you still recording? Uh, Sour Patch Kid in tow. Thanks to Ali Yaccarino. I'm not positive, but... We'll find out. So does it do that little blinking thing when you talk into it? No. No. I thought I saw the red light blinking. I think we're good. It looked like a frequency, but maybe not. Yeah. We're still learning, as you guys can probably tell. If you're a consistent listener of this podcast, um, you know, sometimes the, the audio is a little wonky or sometimes we just don't release a podcast or, uh, <laughs> or sometimes it sounds great. So it's we just want to keep the listeners on their toes. It Keep it in demand. Absolutely. If yeah. we over flood the supply. It's just basic economics. It, it's basic business. It's people. basic business. Yeah. It's like creating the line at Russ and Daughters. Russ, Have you been never, there? I've never been to Russ and Daughters. I just don't. I guess the only time I want a bagel is like a Saturday or Sunday morning or after a long run. And all those times are going to be pretty busy at yeah. any bagel shop. My issue also is I, I can't really tell a discernible difference between a lot of bagel shops in New like, York. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm so I've lived in Austin for eight years. I yes. know a bagel from Austin and a bagel from New York. Sure. Very easy to tell. But like when I'm in New York, you know, I'm not like one of those bagel snobs. I don't think I am either. Do you remember the uh, mm, exaggeration of the water supply? Like the pH levels in the water in New York Mm -hmm. are balanced in such a way that they said that's about pizza dough too. Mm -hmm. It was like that's why it makes a superior dough. Because yeah. of the hydration. Yeah, I think Grimaldi's like ships water down to Florida or down to Texas. What? Yeah, they ship the water in like no. big vacs. Yeah. No, I don't believe that. No, I shit you. That not. seems crazy. And yeah, you you I didn't bring my laptop this time. Hmm. <clears throat> No, maybe. I got bad information. <laughs> Fuck. No, you know what? That I mean, that's it's one of those things where that sounds like it could be true. Yeah, it's like a folklore. I like it. I think I'm just gonna edit that part out and then just continue telling everyone that Grimaldi ships water they do, down they to do. Texas. Who's gonna prove it? <laughs> Who's gonna prove you wrong? Just one quick no Google one. search, but no one. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, are you excited for Copenhagen? Yeah, are you going? Yeah, I'm going. I'm running. You're and running the race? Yeah, I'm running the race. Wow, you're back. Your on season is now. Yeah. John season. Yeah, I'm, I'm in season. I've got uh, Hood to Coast in about 10 days' time. Yes. And then I'm going to use that as my big training day Yes. for uh, for the Copenhagen Half Marathon. What's your half, uh, we don't have to talk about it, but what's your half PR? And are you trying to break that? My half personal best is uh, 66 minutes and 31 seconds. Whoa. I will not be breaking that in Copenhagen. I can promise you for a fact. Where um, where was that? That was in Austin. Okay. Yeah, pretty flat course. It was in January. Okay. Um, yeah, good weather. I was pretty fit. I had put in like 
a good eight to ten month training block. Oh wow! Just was, like, for that trained, distance, not for that distance particularly, but okay. I I was just training in general. I I was just kind of on it. I was working out like two three times a week. I was doing long runs. I was, yeah. you know, it was in my like early twenties. I had just graduated from college, and I was like, "You're still in your early twenties for the listeners." Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I guess I'm technically in my mid twenties. Okay, technically. But, Technicality. Um, but yeah, and I'm still in my, you know. It was only about a year and a half ago, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that I was wasn't like, that long I was ago. like just before I was twenty three. Anyway, it's it's just I'm in a different spot now. I'm I'm working way more and I'm training way less. Yeah. Do you find that because you did it in school, like and you though like times and races and all of the above really mattered, that now it matters less. Or do you just race less because you are worried that they're going to stray from the times? Oh, I'm not college. worried. It's a really interesting question. I'm not worried about, like, what I did in the past and what I will do in okay. the sport. Yeah. But, um, but no, I'm definitely in the mindset of, and this kind of permeates throughout my entire life. Like, I don't really have much of a chill button. <laughs> so, like, I just kind of do things, like, super intensely. Yes running i like came to bandit i'll just like work like a 70 hour week just for the hell of it right right uh you know i'll go like bike from here to montauk just for the hell of it yes. you know it's just like kind of all go um so uh, yeah i kind of get pissed off when i can't be like training hard because i know that i won't be able to like really send it in a race and so i just like won't race as hard or won't race as much mm-hmm mm-hmm it's an interesting dynamic. I'm like moving through the sport in a different way as like a 25 year old than I did when I was like a 20 year old. And I was like racing all over the world and like running for like my scholarship, you know, it's right. just like a whole different dynamic, uh, which I don't know. I, I think a lot of people that ran in college can relate. And that's why I find it so interesting working in a space where I'm with runners who found the sport later in life. Absolutely. Because they just have like a much more unique perspective on what running means to them and like how they do it and how it fits into their actual life seamlessly. Yeah. Um, well, your whole life, I mean, in working at a brand that is running focused, you can do it and then it, you just it naturally immerses your day to day and you probably see and run with and hang with most of the same people mm-hmm. maybe that's wrong maybe that's a stretch but you know what i mean like you're you're gonna go to hood to coast with rossi and finley and the folks on that team maybe they don't work at bandit but i feel like if you were going to run or train with people it would probably be a lot of folks from that group the same people yeah, yeah. I think that's the cool thing about New York is you don't necessarily need to do it professionally. I mean, a few of us are like, you know, semi semi elites, uh-huh. but it seems cool because it it just maneuvers easily into your life. I know. I That's why I admire uh, the people I work with, not only in this office, but just like the runners in general is they figured out a balance that I have yet to figure out. Yeah. Um. And I think that's just by virtue of like finding running in a spot where they had to integrate running into their like normal life, not the other way around. Like I 
I have had to integrate my life into running, mm-hmm. you know, because like my life was running for so long. Like right. I was literally doing it like 25 hours a week. Right. Um, oh God, that's insane. Yeah, it was crazy. Were you sleeping more then? Yeah, I was sleeping about like 10 to, I was sleeping not 10 to 12. I was sleeping like 8 to 10 hours a night. And then I was like. You have to. Yeah. When you're performing at that level, there's no way. Running. Like, yeah. For, I mean, two years straight, I ran 110 miles a week. Oh like, my For like God. two years straight. No break? Not really, because it'd be like, I mean, I'd break like two weeks after like the NCAA meet, and then I'd yeah. just like get into a big like summer build. Yeah. And then like either go to altitude or like Whoa. stay in Austin. And Where so would you go to altitude? Colorado. Like Colorado. Yeah. yeah I think I'd, I did a couple weeks in like Wyoming once because we had taken like a backpacking trip out there, but oh, like cool. we were still running. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just interesting. And then I got out and I was like, fuck, I got to like do life. Because, I mean, it was really either go pro or do life. And it's like, I mean, you, I had, like, two companies offering me, like, $40,000 a year to oh run. And I Is was that like, really what yeah. you get? I feel like at your caliber, you're you're a very talented athlete. Is that, like, a middle-of-the-road offer? Yeah, or is so that I, like, so for context, like, yeah. I was making NCA finals, which is like, yeah, it's just like our championship. And then, but I, I'd never won anything. Okay. And so really all the money funnels to like the top athletes. So like they'll get, like, if you get like first or second in an event, you'll get offered like 80 to a hundred K. Okay. But, but is that yeah. on the stipulation that you have to keep winning? Yeah. Keep winning or like make teams. Like oh. it, it's really all, uh, predicated on medals or making like world or olympic teams yeah so yeah the contracts are short-lived like they're not even long-term contracts it's like two-year deals three-year deals four-year deals at max Mm -hmm. and yeah i was middle of the road and i'm like 30 40k like i how are you supposed to i mean i guess can't live off that not even in austin no definitely yeah yeah so like like, it'd be like okay yeah now you have a job that is offering you that quote-unquote job because you have to get another, like another job yeah for sure yeah um and you still have to be putting in these hundred plus mile weeks which massive, like where do you find weeks. the time to do another job yeah so anyway that that's that world and then i still wanted to be in the sport so i like stayed in the sport just on like the creative side of it yeah yeah, yeah. Like, let me just story tell it all yeah no that's cool is, like much better i think it's more yeah. i think it's fun too and you still get to yeah, do still get you still get it. to run you still get to race still get to do it still get to like hang out with people like like you guys the coaches and yeah. the athletes and yeah that's fun yeah have you ever thought about coaching i don't know if i could do it sasha <laughs> i'm sure people come <laughs> to you for advice a lot maybe but i don't know if i could do it i you guys you coaches are, are a different breed it's, I, a, it's fun i know yeah i admire it i love it i mean it, i'm not a i mean yes i'm a running coach now but i have like road runners of america certification not because i'm like a professional yeah. runner or yeah. anything but i think it's it is cool there's <laughs> there's a new coach every week yeah literally, but literally. you know we're all kind of doing it together and i feel like you see someone who's doing something along the lines of what you want to do performance wise and you ask them oh hey well what what's your plan like or what does your week look like or your mm-hmm. your monthly mileage like and then you just emulate that. I mean, it's not unless you're really trying to, you know, win an NCAA. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like coaching is less about the X's and O's and more about like how can you relate to a person. 
absolutely tap into where they're at in their life Mm -hmm. and then be like hey you should do x because your personality or your life or your xyz it's like if you know them you know how to like framework Mm -hmm. their workload really well and it's literally back to what you said how do you fit running into your life not life into your running Mm -hmm. and so many people are like oh how do i do this but it's like unless this is something you really plan on trying to make your livelihood at some point i think it's we should all just approach it with a little bit more of a a lax situation i know know. and then i like yeah, but then we do like hood to coast, and we do but speed that's like, project. But that's it's fun. fun. It's fun. It's fun. You know, like obviously, yeah. like the southbound situation was super fun, and yeah. I did it because I was like, oh yeah, let's pick this team of people that I want to spend this time with, that I know I'm gonna like not sleep with, I'm gonna eat shit with, I'm gonna mm-hmm. like run fast with, but it's gonna be a bonding experience more so than a like racing experience. You yeah. know? Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I don't know about, I've never done Hood to Coast, but y'all are, when you're in the car together, every waking it. moment, it's fun. I'm excited for it. I've never met these people, but I'm uh. You know I'm which car you're stoked. in? Van 2. Van 2. Who's driving that one? Who, Huma? I think our boy, boy Finley. Finley. Yeah. He's like, I'll be in the car that Rossi is not in. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I like. Honestly, what made me feel comfortable doing this again was the fact that I did Speed Project with those two. Oh, yes. Like, it was... Oh, yeah, you were on the Bandit team I was on the Bandit team for Speed Project, and... Are they going to do it again? Maybe next year. Wait. They didn't do it this year. Yeah, I was going to say... We were out there. We did a a photo shoot with Malcolm, and we... Malcolm, yeah. We, like, followed Malcolm a little bit, but... No, we didn't do it. We were just in, like, such a different place as a brand. Yeah, absolutely. It's like... Last or when I did it, we were doing like product development and we were doing, you know, like a big brand relaunch and they were making all this content. And it was sort of like our we were using a lot of the content as that coming out party. Yeah. Yep. And then this year, I mean, we were like really in the throes of it with like spring launch and pop ups and, you know, just actually building the thing. And being present in in the markets that are yeah yeah finding that they want yeah exactly like we to exist we in. went there and we wanted to power up speed project and we wanted to be around the energy but like I think that was really our role this year was like it also like if you're half of your employees are also going to be on the team the manpower yo, needed yeah. to do that 100%, is crazy yeah, yeah. I mean Ali was on your team two years ago mm-hmm. Tim yeah. Rossi also uh-huh. you me this is before you worked here. Yeah. 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 But still, like it's I and Steve Finley is crewing mm-hmm. every race possible. Yeah. yeah. I remember midway through we're in like fucking Baker, California or something <laughs> and it's like 2 a.m. Yeah. And um I'm just like we're waiting for the next like bus or whatever or next van for for runners and I just go on top of the RV and I just like I'm staring up at the sky, like watching, just like shooting stars. Oh, yeah. And the whole night it was like so nice. And I had never met Dave, but Dave just comes up and like lays next to me, like shoulder to shoulder. Oh, Dave Hash? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And we just like sit there shooting the shit for like half hour, just like staring up at the stars. That's so very fun. nice. I think we like smoked a joint or something. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> can you run after smoking a joint? I, like, can you run fast? 
I, I don't know if anyone I don't know how many people will, like listen to this or if this will get back to me, but it'll be interesting. Oh, um I always like smoke before I run. Like like I'll like work like out. Like one or two or like a whole joint. Just like smoke a joint and then go run. Yeah. Like Okay. I like to do like long runs after. Like yeah. I'll smoke like I'll smoke and then go do a long run and it's it's super nice. I do enjoy I, that too. I know it's probably not the best thing for like your lungs, but you're young and you're young enough for it's a good thing for the edibles mind. are nice. I'm gonna go yeah. to I'm gonna go to our local corner store after this. Oh, the dispensary <laughs> down there. <laughs> <Yes>. So funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's just fun. We Dave and I did a well, there was an episode where we did edibles and we went to Rage and Release, and we talked about it. Oh, really? Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave has. Oh, and I. sick. There's an episode. There's some. It was like a. Is our episode on performance enhancing drugs? That's so funny! Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah, I need great. to go back and listen to it. I gotta link up with Dave again. I know he's the best. We just saw him actually on this past I weekend. Saw, where did I see him at? We were at an event at some something. S- yeah, something at some city. I think it was Atlanta. Man. Nah, it was, it was uh, it may might have been Miami like earlier this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was like his last trip yeah. with bandit yeah and it was like my first trip with bandit yeah 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 um but no he's a good dude um, the best yeah he, he's solid and cecilia his wife we love them shout never out met, never met. Dave yeah Hashem. shout out the boys yeah we, we love you guys yeah um maybe we'll have him on a on the podcast one day. <laughs> i think that's always been my idea yeah and it's, and he's he's been open to it yeah. like he's receptive to that it's all love. It honestly. is always all love. It's so funny the uh, the landscape of like the New York City running scene. Oh, um, elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking as I said that I'm like I'm opening up a fucking can I of worms. Um, no, I just I love the. Uh, it's just like a political game. There's just so it's much. One thousand percent. It's like a high like, school and or like a presidential campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's wild. But. Uh, yeah. Are know. you happy that your girlfriend doesn't run in this community? Oh, you yeah. get to go home and unplug from it. She has no idea. It's so we talk about it all the time. She has no idea what I do. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's nice. She knows what I do in no, like a course. large scale, but like she doesn't know the nuts and bolts of like anything that goes on in like my life and on my work life rather and like the work community. Yeah. And I'm like I mean, I know every industry has their, like, politics or whatever, but I'm like, uh, it's so funny because it kind of grounds me when I go home. I'm like, uh, none of it really matters. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's like no one really knows about all this, so it's fun to, it's fun to like, step out of it a little bit. Well, you have a f- interesting perspective, too, because you and even Rossi know about the, like, professional like not yeah. like Olympians, but like the 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 amateurs that are going to maybe mm-hmm. conceivably become professionals. Like there's that realm, mm-hmm. and then there's like this realm in New York City that is like all the crews and clubs, and all the boroughs. And, and it's so all- dope. It's like it's some of the coolest people yeah. that are making up this like fabric of the running community. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so funny. It's they like, all do, and they all have lives. Yeah, like they all yeah, do yeah. have real jobs yeah. and personalities and livelihoods and families and whatever. And it's, but then we all come together and it's like a quilt. 
Yeah. It's cool. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, but I've spent the last eight months, like, stepping into this world, and it's great because it, it makes me admire the club and crew scene because it's all people who dedicate their lives to running, but, like, they're so good about the boundaries of, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is my hour or two hours mm-hmm. of running a day, yep. and they have other lives. They have yes. families, personalities, jobs. It, it's not end-all, be-all running, so. Which it's so great. Yeah, it's epic. It doesn't have to be. It's fucking epic. Yeah, I love it. I'm excited for Copenhagen. I know. I know. I think there's like a couple hundred New Yorkers going. There's a lot of people going. Yeah. I'm yeah. pumped. We just booked our Airbnb. We're going to stay there for the whole week. Ooh. We're going to ride bikes everywhere. Love. love. We're going to do all of the things. It's supposed to be a flat, fast course, no? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. We'll I don't see. think I'll, I don't know if I'm going to stay the whole week, but. I'm gonna. Are you going to Berlin? I'm gonna go to Berlin too. Are you running? Um, Are you gonna pace someone? Did no, I'm not that? running Berlin. I'm not pacing. Well, I'm pacing our boy Elliot Kipchoge. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Okay, is he going back? Yeah, he is. He's running. He's, yeah. he's got to go back. Yeah, I'm excited to see him two times in one year to Human work with Odana. Yeah. Both in in cities that start with a B. Yeah, double B. Double B. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to be doing in the in-between. You're not going to run New York? New York. Marathon? Mm. Oh, sorry. I was thinking, you said CIM? Were you thinking about pacing an OTQ? I'm going to pace an OTQ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I can run 235 right now. You've run a marathon before. Mm -mm. No, you've never. No, but 235 is what, like 6 or like 5, like 55 or something? I think it's, yeah, I think it's just under 6, which is, because what OTQ cutoff is 237 now, and that's like, yeah, you got to dip below 6 around there. 237.19 is 6-minute pace, so, yeah, it's basically like 559 pace. Wow. So, it's cool that you can confidently say that. <laughs> yeah, sure. I I mean I'm gonna need a couple long runs, but oh, of course, of course. I would love to help, like a group of women, go do it. Even if I can't do the two thirty five, yeah. like even if I start to falter, like if I can get them to like twenty two, twenty three miles. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be sick. Well, cause I I do find, and I'm obviously not operating at that level nor will I ever but when I've done some pacing jobs for a much much more generous timeline but Mm -hmm. it's having someone pace you is actually really fucking helpful oh yeah like you don't have to you don't have to look at your watch you don't have to spend expend energy like thinking oh I need to pull back oh I need to push forward it's like just keep your eyes forward and follow this person who's doing all that work for you Mm mm-hmm I don't. I've never really followed a pacer in like a in any race, like someone holding a thingy mm-hmm. or a pace stick. But I imagine that it would be nice. Yeah. 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 I'm I sure think. there's a. Are there, is there a group of? Because late last year it was Jean, Leanne, Courtney Phillips. They all went to CIM. Yeah. I think Tim Rossi was there. Wasn't mm-hmm. he pacing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's got to be a group. I'll find them. You'll find one. We'll find them. We've got a huge, like, OTQ contingency for uh, 
for Bandit. Oh, yeah? So. Oh, yeah, great. We'll be. Hell we'll yeah. Be Are you going to CIM? I am going to CIM. Epic. Not, not to OTQ, but <laughs> to hang out. Sacramento's hang, the worst city ever. Dude, I agree. You really? I'm from the Bay Area. My mom lives in Roseville. Oh, sorry. Which is if like, I'm, like talking no, shit oh in the my Bay God, Area. no, no, no. I mean, whatever. You know, it's <laughs> it's like the capital of California, but yeah, it's fine. It's not. There's there's nothing super memorable about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's decent food. There's it's really hot. Yeah. Uh, it's like a quaint little area. What's what's that college? Uh. Dave, UC Davis is right outside of oh, there. Oh, nice, yeah. So there's a, there's a, a there's some pockets of coolness. I think if I was like a backpacker or a rock climber, <laughs> a crunchy granola yeah, maker. Yeah, if I was like super <laughs> crunchy granola, which like yeah. I to some extent could be like am yeah, yeah, yeah. could be, but yes. I'm just like a city boy at heart. Absolutely. Like I, but I think I could make Sacramento work. It's it's somewhere that you go, but not forever. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's le- like when I think of, I I mean you've lived you live in Prospect Heights, right? Uh yeah, Park Slope. Park Slope, sorry. Yeah. Um, like New York, in thinking of like what life would be like in a Sacramento suburb versus Brooklyn. Uh huh. Sometimes I y- desire the the suburb situation a little bit. Yeah. Just because it's a little, you know, things are hyper stimulated here at all hours of all days, all the time. Nonstop. Yeah, it's literally not. And even when you think you're like unplugging, you're kind of not, you know, you're just turning it down. I know. That's a great point. Yeah. But so, but I don't want, like, I'm not like, oh, I want a white picket fence and a lawn. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't want that long term, but it does have its appeal. Something a little slower. Yeah. Can I interest you in a city called Austin, Texas? I've never been to Texas. No. I need to. Go. Yeah, I mean, I won't dig into it at all on this podcast. <laughs> like, the political landscape's interesting. Of course, but, yeah. um, but Austin is a great pocket, and it is, like, a much slower big city. Like, you get the slow pace. You can drive from one side to the other in about yeah. 25 minutes. Oh, wow, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's like a That's million. Small. It's like a million people. Oh yeah. It's like, it's really weird. It's a, it's a very interesting city. I loved it. I, I could stay there forever. Honestly, if I had like a cool like one point five mil, I would have bought some bought something bought there. Some yeah. land. You want to be what? Do, what's uh? You and Fred Curley get a ranch. Dude. Isn't he from Texas? He, he he's like a country bumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he he grew up like outside of uh, like Texas A and M. Oh, which wow. is super, super, like, rural. Yeah. But I think if I make it big, like, when Bandit sells for, like, $12 billion, Hell yeah. I'll uh, I'll buy a little something in, like, Wyoming. Okay. This is the second I, time you've I, mentioned I Wyoming I today. I need, like, two little acres. More, I mean, yeah, if you're going to tend to that land, you don't, definitely don't need more than that. No, I don't, I'm not even trying to spend a whole bunch of money. I just want... I just want to go somewhere and fuck off. I absolutely <laughs> agree. Oh my god, that's all I want to do. At first, I thought this guy was Keanu Reeves. What's up? He, who, is, who is this? Okay, man? so our fit model <laughs> for the for the listeners at home, he comes in probably once a week. And Ardith and uh, Abby, they they do all of our like fit fit testing on him uh, for our fabrics. Okay. 
and uh, you, you sort of need one person. Yes. So you can grade out all of your sizing, but like uh, you need to like work on one person consistently. So yes. he's our like fit model, yes. and uh, he's like a super good looking dude, but he looks exactly like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Okay, I thought I was being a crazy. I mean, like a very young. No, no, he looks version, like but it was like the hair, it was the grin, it was like the stubble on his chin. I was so confused, and I, I normally don't know references like that, but I was like, this looks like an actor that I've seen before. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, That's funny. I saw. Speaking of actors, mm-hmm. do you know Michael Ely? Ooh, maybe. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I know him. He's friends with my. Friend and client, Chef James Kent. Oh. His wife used to be front of house at EMP, where mm. which is where Chef, whatever. But I met him and their beautiful children, like, with the, with the Kents one day. What, so good. They're so nice. Oh, so nice. I saw him. Me and Megan were out in... Um, in Greenpoint, yes. And what's the what's the pizza place in Greenpoint? Oh, really good. Poly G's. Might have been Poly G's. No, it maybe starts with an L. What Le- in Greenpoint or Fort know. Green? Maybe it was Williamsburg. Oh, he, Lindustry. That's yeah, that's Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lindustry. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite Williamsburg, spot. Lindustry. And I met Michael Ely and his wife, and they were with their kids, and their the whole family's absolutely beautiful. Oh my god. And stunning yeah, family yeah, stunning. <laughs> and uh and we like chatted with him for a little bit we you know did uh, you were you like hey i recognized him I, I was like i i didn't want a fanboy but i was like um he was walking out with pizza and i was like oh dude love your work it's a striking face oh he's back he's back to close out the pod close out the pod baby close it out Ta- oh no we got to plug him back in or you got to talk to me here Chat, chat. Just for a little bit. Chat to him. Hello. Chat GBT. Go. Uh, hello, everyone. I've returned. Wow. How did your meeting go? Uh, my meeting was canceled when I left. Uh, no so you didn't way. Come right back in. So I came back in and uh, I ended up talking to Tim about uh, training for a little bit. Nice. You changed your shoes. I did. I also have on our new next generation half tights. Wow. Uh- which underneath your jeans? Yeah, dual sport. <laughs> <laughs> underneath your jeggings? Uh oh. He's canceled. Sometimes Tim Ross. No, Tim West. Like I think we should just rotate the mic. Yeah, we could rotate. I'm just, just joking. Sending I, I, I only want to hear. What'd you, you guys talk. get up to while I was gone? We, you know, I don't even know. We talked about running. Yeah, we talked. Do you think anyone's still listening? Are you, if you're still listening, DM me and I will send you something. Hey Steve, what's the meaning of He's love? lying. <laughs> Just for those <laughs> He doesn't check his DMs, but maybe if you DM me I can I can forward them to <laughs> Steve Finley. Oh gosh. Um I talked about my intrigue of the New York City club and crew yes. landscape. Yes. Your your intrigue? Yeah. It it's intriguing to it, you. It is intriguing to me. Yeah. Okay. What uh, the... I didn't get that deep into it, but I I do love how uh, As someone who was born and raised in Brooklyn, John. Yeah. Are you appalled by this like uh underground community that exists or I'm or not appalled. Obviously you're intrigued by Yeah, it, I'm but... intrigued. I'm not appalled. I it's so foreign to me how these people approach running. And I was. What do you mean by these people? These club and crew <laughs> people. Oh, the club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just come from such a different <laughs> background, and uh, 
Bro, don't try and cancel yeah, me on my, on my <laughs> own podcast. He okay. comes back. What did you go? What did you go do? Come back a whole new man. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> um, nah, it's it's all good. It, I I didn't have a life when I was running, and it's so interesting to see these people run and have lives, and it's like running is adjacent. When I was running, like really hardcore, all I did was just run. I slept like ten hours a day, and I ran for about two and i worked out for another three when you say they have lives i think you mean that they have jobs yeah yeah jobs families and husbands wives yeah and their no. lives revolve around running their lives do revolve around running yeah okay do you yeah, ever get sick of it finley you know uh funny story i, <laughs> I moved to new york to get away from running <laughs> no you didn't I did. really i did yeah i, I was sick of it i had coached college i had run professionally i had coached every level and i yeah. thought to myself you know what Tired of making eleven dollars and twenty cents an hour coaching <laughs> Division Three. There's nothing in this, and I moved to New York, and I thought that was gonna be it. This is gonna be my out. This I'm is gonna, where I go I'm into move beer. Move on with my life. I talked to cats. I'm gonna get a locker. Yep, I thought that would be, uh, you know, and then uh, here I am. So here we are. You're in the hot seat now. Yep, back I in the hot seat. I would say you've made some power moves. I, I don't know <laughs> all power that well. Moves. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know oh. any other person. Mm. Here we go. Maybe Mike stays. Okay. Maybe Jesse Zappo, who is as universally, excuse my chewing, number one, who's <laughs> as universally known as Steve Finley. Wow. that's No are, one's ever said, oh, I don't know who you're talking about. That's some big, big names to be in the conversation mm-hmm. with. Uh, uh, yeah, well, working for Nike is uh, goes oh, yeah. a long way, as yeah. you know, maybe. Absolutely. You know? no, I know a little bit about uh, that. So they mm-hmm. definitely they definitely take good care of shouting out uh, the people that are oh, yeah. near and dear to the leadership. Um, but yeah, it's a pleasure. I mean, New York's a great city. No, it's wonderful. I mean, you it's know, you know everybody out there. There are so many people doing so many amazing things. Yeah. In, in their own neighborhoods, and you know, Brooklyn. I don't know, it's one of my favorite stats recently, but Brooklyn's like almost exactly the size of Chicago. Just as, what? It, as itself, yeah, yeah. There's you mean like population population size. size, yeah. Damn, that's so. There's really just wild. as many people in Brooklyn as there are in Chicago. the city of Chicago. So Brooklyn with all massive. these, I mean, there's the possibility. There's millions and millions of people. There's so many different leaders and so many different neighborhoods and so many different types of energy being created on a weekly basis that you can truly come here and run seven days a week and mm-hmm. find new people in new areas to run. Right. With. I mean, right. you do this on a regular basis. I do. I do. Yeah, I occasionally will uh, trek up to uh, We Run Uptown or, or uh, you know, As Is Run Club. Or Do you actually go to all those sometimes? I used to a lot more, yeah. These days I'm trapped I would office. love to go to We Run Uptown, but it is far. It is. It's, it's up, so it's, far. It's uptown, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Which I go above 14th Street and I feel like I'm in Albany. So I don't know how, <laughs> you know, people go to the Armory or they go to, you know, Van Cortlandt Park and. Oh, my God. It just it hurts. I don't even know if I... I have been to Van Cortlandt Park one time yeah, in my I'm more likely Never to been go to, to Van Cortlandt Park? One time. One time. One time. Which, Maybe you know, twice. Which makes you a real one, Sasha. That was my home It was course. only when we were running... <clears throat> like, Dave was doing all of Broadway. Oh, yeah. And then but the year before that, we did... Bridge Runners did, like, a... I forget. Uh, like, Broader Than Broadway, where mm-hmm. you run the entirety of Broadway. Well, don't forget... Uh, South by South, or what was that? Did we run down Broadway? Southbound 400. We ran through Van Cortlandt. I don't know if you remember that. 
We did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think I had that leg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's when uh, the boys got lost a little bit. It, got, it gets a little hairy over there. Uh, yeah. All right. Well. Well, Steve, thanks for closing out our podcast. Thanks for leaving us in the middle of can it you, and then coming you, back. Can uh, you offer any imparting wisdom? Um, <laughs> I think people have heard enough from me. What's on the docket for BKTC tonight at the track, at the Oval Office? Uh, you know, I uh, I rode our workouts for, <laughs> uh, I don't know, eight years. And mm-hmm. uh, Coach Ned mm. is I- actually writing. Coach Ned Trim, follow him on IG. It's a great follow. Shout Love out, him. shout out. Good man. Good, good, wholesome content. Uh, Coach Ned is writing the Brooklyn Track Club Marathon training programs. I do enjoy your weekly newsletters, though. Oh, thank you. I read them. I get excited. Do you, do you write those? I do. I do. Um, I have been sharing the page a little bit more recently, but yes, you'll get you'll get all the news flashes from the Brooklyn Track Club leadership, and then mm. some programming notes from Coach Ned, and mm-hmm. and uh, occasionally uh, some offers from our partners and things like that. So crazy. Yeah. And some and some lounge. strength work from Coach Lena. Oh yeah, Coach Lena. I there. like it. I, I really Coach Jess Woods' uh, trail content. Mm, yes. Come out for a, a Brooklyn Trail Club run if anybody's around. Some great hosted runs. I've never been to one, but I need to come. Oh, they're they're a good time. I know. Yeah. You get get like hundred people out. Yeah, it's a lot. Really. It's a full day. Don't get me wrong, but right. it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've only been to a couple myself, but I, I do enjoy getting out there. Are you gonna wear these shoes for uh, Copenhagen? The yeah, I uh, I will wear some shoes for Copenhagen. Oh, he's <laughs> keeping the cards close to his chest. Uh-huh, I can't uh, wait. I don't plan oh. that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly right now, I'm thinking about that I need to go on a run that's longer than ten miles before. I get there, so <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I'm not a I'm not a big mileage hog. Hmm. As what, John knows. Would not have known that. Uh, I enjoy watching running. Yes. Um, and I enjoy 200s, <laughs> which I, I think we're doing some of those tonight at the track. But Oh, I know what you guys are doing. Oh, what is it? Were you at practice this morning? No, I just look at the thing because some of the women that I coach like to start mm. with the group. So I'll like look at reference what y'all are doing and then build out from there. Yep. But I think you guys are doing 2, 16, 1, 8, 4, 2. Oh, a it's descending a, It's a descending ladder. ladder. Oh, boy. Love descending One of ladders. my favorite workouts. I want to say you guys are doing it twice, but that seems like a long workout. That's probably wrong. Yeah, that's a good Like a 90-second rest or something. I have to talk to Coach Ned about this. You know, he's got to build it out. Um. All right. Well, L- what um, a lovely time. I just want to say thanks for having me. This is my first uh, podcast experience. So. No, it's not. It is, You've never been on one? Nope. That it seems wild. Well, this I don't have great. much to say. What do you mean? Um, uh, yes. We love when you stand on your pedestal. Here I am. Yeah. I like hearing you talk. Thanks. Thank you. We'll catch up with Steve at some point, maybe after Hood to Coast or before Copenhagen. Yeah. We'll get some live updates. Sure. Or one of those. We'll record live from the soup kitchen next week. We should do a live podcasting on so the too. road at Hood to Coast. Yes. It should be like an hour. If only somebody drive. thought about this. Did you think about this? Yeah. yeah. This is part of the content creation thing. Listen, <laughs> we go to Goodwill. We get a desk. We get a couple chairs. We go out. We get a rug. We go set up, do some live podcasts. Didn't oh, you do something? Fucking done. From Timberline Lodge. Yeah. You did. With well, the, uh, Allie's set up? 
on the track? Wasn't there like a desk? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, we're packing these. Do it. You're packing, so you pack whatever you want. Oh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> We've taken these on the the uh, subway before. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The famous photo shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so oh, much that fun they had to do it twice. So, yeah. <laughs> LOL. Uh, That's shit. exactly how I describe it, Finley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fast and loose. Fast, Fast and loose, loose I, baby. I forget. I, I had a I had a name for the podcast that I I thought was better than Fast and Loose, but I don't remember what it was. I don't even remember where Fast and Loose came from. Didn't we have something else? Remember when someone took the Bandit Running Podcast name on Spotify? Yeah, I remember really? who. <laughs> Me too. Did they get okay. removed or how? Uh, I think it's still there. Like, there's nothing under it, but the name has already been. Oh uh, yeah, Bandit Running. Isn't that crazy? The same person is yes. notorious for uh, doing that. Just doing things that are, um, yeah, uh, silly, odd. Okay. Um, silly, know. odd. We love that. Yeah, silly and odd. Yeah, but that's the beauty of. Uh, the running scene. A lot of capitalists out there trying to make good on it. That's it. They took bandit running and they took bandit Don't hate the player. Podcast. Hate the game, Finley. Hey, I hate the game. Because <laughs> uh, he is the game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. He didn't make the rules. He just breaks them. Yeah. Look. You know how the pagan chit-chat goes I like R's and V's and O's I don't really play no tic-tac-toe Been with chubs through highs and lows We seen man last night, they froze Wasn't no cameras, wasn't no pose Just like that one time at Cella Good thing man weren't pulling out phones Stay in big 6-6 six, six with woes Man start dissing and doing repose They do anything except rolls Still can't see them after it snows I don't have time for the waste man jokes Personal thing if I'm getting up close Loyal to Oaks, I've taken an old Versace hotel and I'm taking the robes Seen them in person, I'm seeing a ghost They told me relax as they're taking Control. Take all that shit up with P and his bro I wish you the best, let me know how it goes Wanna be free and I wanna let go We came around and you showed us the most I know so much shit that I cannot expose I keep it inside and I laugh on my own Got all the tea and I'm hotting it up I need a shade mansion, a room's not enough You're dropping some shit but that shit was a bust They got no direction, they're following us I come from a city that they never touch Your man is a goofy and he could get brushed I can't name a rapper, a girl that I trust I dream about turning these youths into dust Hey. Yeah. You know how the pagan chit-chat goes I like R's and V's and O's I don't really play no tic-tac-toe Been with rocks through highs and lows We seen man last night, they froze Wasn't no cameras, wasn't no pose Just like that one time at Nobu Good thing man weren't pulling out phones Think you know me, that's not true We got ties in West End too She came over and she got slew Throwing up six like man had flu I got way too big off views Back to the basics, I won't lose They wanna link when they got no tunes They too worried about selling out shoes I don't give a fuck about jeans or crap Or going to Milan or going to the Met. I just wanna make these songs for the set I just wanna load that and let that wet I got so much things in the stash Fold up anyone done that clash Got no sense like jizzle Big and bad like lead them Can't do love cause they get too attached Phone get broke and whip get scratched I'ma just take my knots and cash They can never tie me down, that's facts All that bark but we know he's a cat I don't really like going tit for tat I'ma just come like tat 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 I'ma just end that there, that's that